This week on the show, I share something that I have learned and then learned again and then learned again. And also I share what was the most controversial thing I've ever said on a podcast. It's shocking. All right, here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Hoffeltz. We We hope hope you enjoy the show. (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Eve and Lucy. And thank you for being here on a brand new episode of Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. This show starts as a newsletter, so you can subscribe over at eddiekoffeltz.com. The links to that are in the show notes. Uh, and if you have no idea how to spell it, it's fine. It's, just, it's all down there. Um, and so I write this newsletter, and I just finished it today. Uh, and it's really just something that I have been considering. And as the title of this show suggests, the reason that I'm sharing this is kind of in the hopes that we can traverse this life together. I don't know what you'll get out of this. Uh, and... I know, though, that in the past, hearing other people's stories has helped me. So maybe by me sharing a little bit about what I'm considering, it may help you or entertain you. Either way, I'm just glad you're here. Thank you for being here at the show. The second part of the show is called The Free Skate, and it's really a time where I just get to do whatever I want, and sometimes we skip it all together if it's just too deep. But today on The Free Skate, one of my favorite favorite parts of the whole show It's a section called You Do You, and some of it is over on the newsletter. The rest of it is over here. And we have cultivated here at Doing the Best We Can this wonderful creative community. And so I'm going to share with you a few podcasts that have been sent in by you uh, that are awesome that we should all be listening to. So that is what is happening over on the Free Skate. A couple things before we get started. One, this show is live. I have uh, just finished writing it, and so I go in, I open up the little computer program, and I hit record. To that end, you're going to hear a little bit of stammering and stuttering and hiccups and things like that, but it's intentional, right? The idea here is that I'm trying to make a show that pulls down the veil between the two of us, and so I don't edit it. You get my most realist words, good, bad, or otherwise, and so beg your pardon in advance if I have to repeat things, but I hope it lends to the authenticity. Oh, look at that. As if on cue, it lends to the authenticity of the moment for us. Okay, here is what I wrote this week. Issue 30, A Mind at Work. I am fully the person who, when something in the world becomes popular, rejects it. I'm not sure what the clinical name for that phenomenon is, but I suppose I would diagnose myself as having some sort of type 2 snobbery. The prime example being my journey with Hamilton. When the planet was stunned by the rap musical masterpiece, I listened to like four bars of it and said on a podcast, Broadway rap isn't rap. I don't even like it. Fun fact. That was the statement that led to a ton of anger and unfollows on social media. Don't mess with the Hamilton crowd. The whole sensation, everything that happened in 2015 and 16, the Tonys, late night appearances, all of it. Broadway rap isn't rap. And I was just a snob. Then, Disney Plus released the film version of the musical during the height of the pandemic. Because we were out of Tiger King episodes, we put on Hamilton. That was 2020. Cut to this morning, and I'm shuffling around the house with my coffee, humming, singing, rapping me, pardon me, are you Aaron Burr, sir, that depends who's asking, oh well, sure, sir. Of course I was wrong. Hamilton is perfect. What's more, I'm wrong a lot, 
and it's almost my natural posture to rebel against the popular and helpful. Examples, Brianne, my best friend, wife, gently mentioned that wearing SPF lotion on a daily basis is an effective, easy way to care for my health. My response? Some kind of grunt and not putting on SPF because, well, who the hell knows why? Another example, I know how much joy running and exercise gives me. My response? Constant rebellion against the wellness, despite the truth that the happiest season of my life was training for a half marathon. From Hamilton to my health, there is no limit to what I won't do in the service of rebellion. Which is why, many years ago, when a good friend casually asked me if I was dyslexic, I fully ignored it. I replied with some version of, no, but that's interesting. But the that's interesting part was tacked on just to make myself look genuine and curious, though I was, in fact, neither. Actually, I didn't uh, think about the interaction again until about 18 months ago when a colleague, who I also respect a great deal, was sharing about her life and living with dyslexia. dyslexia. I replied, wow, I do some of those things also. To which my colleague gingerly responded, I assumed you were dyslexic. I said, why would you think that? She said, I can tell by how you write, but wasn't sure if it was something you talked about. And that was the whole conversation. The person who said it was such a good, trusted coworker that it didn't hurt me. It seemed like one friend seeing something in another friend and trying to help. I actually suspect her casual comment was pretty carefully considered. And then, because I'm me, that was the end of the story. I didn't go back to my desk and Google adult dyslexia quiz. I didn't accept or deny that what she said may be true. I came home, I relayed the conversation to, Pri- to Brienne, and then proceeded to rebel by never thinking about it again. That is, until I casually said on social media that I'd be writing and reading aloud in a podcast, a very public newsletter. I'd been threatening to do my own thing for years, but had never gone for it. I told people that I hadn't started my project because I didn't have the right idea. That was always a deflection. A deflection I believed, but but deflection no less. I was really afraid of being exposed for being as dumb as I've always felt. The joy of writing is met with equal or greater measures of embarrassment. The shame of terrible grades in school, all the extra studying just to get a generous C-, minus, the parent-teacher conferences where they spoke about me, not to me, saying things like, he's smart, but he's lazy. I carry it all. I've always hated that I can't seem to memorize anything. I never know directions. I flip letters and words around. I read slower than anyone I know, and I always feel dumber than the people that I'm with. Always. That is why... When I told Brianne earlier this year that I had taken a few reputable screenings uh, and uh, and think there's a good chance I'm dyslexic, the irony that I fumbled that phrase, I'm going to just start it again. That is why when I told Brianne earlier this year that I'd taken a few reputable screenings and think there's a good chance I'm dyslexic, her response was generous and caring, but also slightly confused. She gently mentioned that I'd talked to her about this a few times before and that this information wasn't new. She was right. For years, I'd been hearing something I didn't want to hear, and I was ignoring it. The same self-defeating mechanism that makes me wait on art as moving as Hamilton also made me ignore the very helpful reality that quiz after quiz after quiz affirmed that maybe I wasn't as dumb as I thought. Maybe my brain is wired in ways I can learn about and overcome. Today, I'm still kind of fresh on the whole dyslexia concept. 
I keep taking screenings, hoping one of them will tell me that the other screenings were wrong, but they never do. In fact, I just finished a long one that spit out such beauties as, quote, significant risk, risk, consistent with a reading disability, and 5% of the U.S. population. Yet oddly, I feel so much better now knowing what I know. It's so freeing to finally feel some measure of justification for a lifetime of frustration. But also, I'm left to wonder what... Uh, what in me pushes back against that which is helpful. From a fad to a helpful suggestion to a significant breakthrough in my life, why do I rebel? Why don't I use that rebellious feeling as a trigger to do the exact opposite of what I do by default? Oddly, that weighs heavier on me than whatever dyslexic label I've missed all these years. That's the real part of my brain that vexes me. Okay, deep one today, and we're just going to fully turn the corner now uh, and come to the second part of the show, Freescape. I I, want to go back and re-record that because I'm talking about dyslexia and I fumbled over it. I just feel very self-conscious about it, but I'm staying true to the show and we're going to just move forward. Uh, Okay, Freescape. So this is the second portion of the show where I kind of just do whatever I feel like doing. And today I want to focus on one of my favorite parts of this entire project, and that is the You Do You section where uh, about once a month, give or take, I ask you all to share things that you're working on, uh, and then I share them with the rest of the audience. It is particularly poignant that I would do it this week, as last week uh, was the first week on the That Sounds Fun network, and that network is uh, really birthed by my friend Annie, and Annie has for years and years shared my stuff. Uh, She has shared podcasts that I've worked on and she has given me just the best platform ever and continues to be so generous with it. And so uh, in a much smaller way, (laughs) I'm trying to use this platform to share your projects. And so the first one I want to share is uh, something uh, from Julie Rando. Julie emailed me a super kind email and uh, she included a bit about uh, the project that she and her husband Rick are working on. And she wrote, quote, my husband and I are both in our 40s and both creatives, me, a photographer, and one who has spent the last almost 19 years of my professional life in higher education. And he, Rick, a seventh degree black belt, obviously, who isn't, a drummer, keynote speaker, and all around Superman to our small community. What a good, good family. We have two children who have been together for 21 years and married for nearly 17 The podcast is a chance to reflect on our chaotic lives, being real about the tough moments, uh, but always landing on the good part of your life. So uh, I am uh, so proud of them for starting this project and for sharing it and for doing something memoir-based, something near and dear to my heart. So let's take a moment and listen to a little clip from The Victory Couch. Yes. What's your prop your feet up this week, Rick? Well, mine's pretty simple. Our local Chick-fil-A has been closed for two weeks. Ugh. And? And it opens now. Yes. <laughs> it opens. This week. It opens this week. That's right. So you better believe I'm going to Chick-fil-A what for lunch. What is the first thing you're getting after not getting to go to our local Chick-fil-A uh, number for Number one weeks. with no pickle, sweet tea to drink, light salt on the fries. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting. You know what? That sounds like the perfect lunch. You um, know what would be good for dessert? A chocolate a, chip cookie? 
a frosted lemonade oh, and just ask them to add strawberries. All of you listeners out there shouting at me because I did not get that right. I'm sorry. I didn't know frosted <laughs> lemonade with strawberries, but he does like his you chocolate know, chip hey, cookies we haven't too. Even, I don't think we've talked about this in season two. If you're with new- the frosted lemonade? Yeah. Oh, if you're right. new, listen, guys. you don't even know what we just referenced here. Okay, listen. I'm going to give you a game changer if you're new. Go to Chick-fil-A. Go there. It's a magical land. Go there. Say your order, whatever it is, and just say that you would like to try a frosted lemonade and ask them to add strawberries to it. Okay? And they'll do it for it you. It will change your day. It's a secret menu item that I don't think is very secret, but I would like you, to think it's yeah, secret. because it feels more VIP-like. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I would say do that. And uh, A, it's... It's not like a strawberry milkshake because no. a milkshake is thicker and it's more, it's more, heavy. it's heavy. Heavy is the best yeah. word, right? So this is a light dessert. It's also under 400 calories. So you get a whole, it's, whereas a milkshake is pushing like 800 Six, calories. Seven, yeah. Yeah. So you're almost half the calories. It's the same amount of drink basically. And you still have that strawberry flavor and I'm telling you. Mm, and there's real fruit in there. So it's like you're eating something healthy. I like that. <laughs> I hey, like I that. can rationalize sweets all day. Honey. I like that. Julie and Rick, you are awesome. Uh, their website is thevictorycouch.com. The link is in the show notes. I hope you will go and listen and subscribe and buy stuff they're selling and all of that good stuff. So then I also got an email a while ago from Charlene Chow, who I had never met before, but it, I think Charlene, you're there. Hello, Charlene. Hello, Eddie. Hello. Charlene, you emailed me uh, a while ago, and it was like early on in the show, and told me about a podcast that you have started called the Special Needs Sibling Podcast. Yes. Would you be so kind as to tell me a bit about the Special Needs Sibling Podcast? Sure. So I myself am a special needs sibling, meaning that my sister has autism, and it doesn't only apply to people with autism I could apply to anybody like people with CP or spina bifida or any type of mental or physical disability hmm. and so probably I don't know maybe like 10 years ago or something I had that was my first interaction with other people that were like me that had siblings hmm. that had disabilities and so it was very it was so life-changing for me um, <laughs> like I felt like when I met those people like I found the other half of my soul like I can't describe it other than that but it was wow this very fulfilling feeling. And I was like, oh, now I understand why I don't fit in the world type of thing. And so that feeling had stuck with me. Um, and I kind of didn't, I mean, it stuck with me in a, in a good way and I hadn't really thought about. It. So between that time and now, I've just, I've connect, I've had all these little pieces given to me and I could never connect the dots until the pandemic. Cause obviously, you know, lots of time to reflect and mm -hmm. sit there and contemplate yeah, your life. Yeah, yeah. And so I realized and kind of like just perusing around the internet and stuff that there's not a lot of space for siblings of people mm. with disabilities. There's a lot of focus on parents understandably. And there's a lot of focus on the people with disabilities, but there's not focus on all the other members of the family, specifically siblings. And I was like, that doesn't make sense because we probably make up a greater majority of the earth than they do, right? For every one person with a disability, there's probably at least one or two people that are typical in that family that are siblings. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm trying to find books, podcasts, all this stuff. And I'm like, I can't, why doesn't it exist? And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the person who changes the world and, 
and makes this like gigantic platform. So I had all these ideas to like, literally, you know, like I want to make a nonprofit, all this stuff. And obviously like that, I don't have the capacity to do that quite yet. And so if we go fast forward to probably the end of last year, because I think I emailed you at the beginning of this year, like in January. So I probably, so I met with somebody for coffee and I had come to this realization while talking to her that I like to talk a lot. Um, and so I could just hit record and talk and then, you know, and they kind of meet other siblings and stuff. And I was like, oh, like that's, and I, and I, I know how to edit. I know how to record. So I don't have to like pay anyone or do anything like that. So I was like, oh, I might as well have fun. Cause I actually, I like editing as a hobby, not as a, a, uh, occupation but i like it enough you know where i'm willing to do a podcast and so i recorded my first episode which it was so funny because i had listened to your episode where you're saying hey like submit your projects and literally i think i had just recorded my episode like a week before that so i was like i guess i'm just gonna pitch this to eddie because i currently don't have content but the premise (laughs) that i have is really good and so between between that and now we've been emailing back and forth and now i have i have a bunch of episodes and then today or at least the day that we're recording i released my fifth interview sixth interview yeah yeah which Um, is yeah i mean so how's it going like how like I, i guess i'm curious like you, you said a lot in that intro in terms of like just the the unmet or felt need that was there, both in terms of in the content space. It was just not conversations happening that you had found around special needs siblings. Yes. Um, but but that also like you personally, Charlene, kind of felt this. Uh, I, I don't want to use the wrong words, but kind of felt this like void um what has it meant is that fair first of all is void the right is that an okay yes i think that's definitely in the right category (laughs) okay if if the word comes to me i will reinsert it but yeah (laughs) let's go with void (laughs) okay but what has it meant to you as you have had these conversations with these siblings what has it what has it done to that void oh it's it's so amazing like the it one it validates so many of my feelings Mm. um and i mean like i i I have my therapist which is great um and that helps a lot but just there's so many how do i explain this there it's it makes it, it it's almost like it validates my existence because there's other people who understand exactly what i'm talking about with me using less words and i think uh, that's that's an amazing thing right because a lot of times like you, you know when you watch movies or you just talk to people like you kind of oh you know like you like you and so-and-so click really well just because like you both love movies you both love coffee you both have something in common or like oh you know you both grew up in the same hometown or something like that but for me it's when i meet another sibling we click instantly like it's hmm. you don't there's so many things i don't have to explain or talk about and I think that comes across on the podcast because we'll like literally joke about stuff that people don't understand and we will just laugh for ages, especially because the first person I interviewed, so we had been friends. We became friends during the pandemic. Yeah. And so we've been friends for three years and we clicked so well, we couldn't even explain it. And yeah. we had, we were like, oh, that's funny. And then when I released my trailer for this podcast, she was like, 
oh hey my brother is on the spectrum oh. and we were we it blew our minds because we were just like it made it made everything make so much sense so our friendship just went so much deeper into this well of like understanding and there's people that i meet and i talk to them you know for a couple of hours but the connection between us is so much stronger than people you know i have to kind of explain my situation and just i don't tell it's just hard because you can't just talk about hey my my sister has a disability that you kind of the responses are not always uh yeah. great <laughs> yeah yeah no i yeah 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 um okay so what we're gonna, we're gonna do with your permission can we listen to a quick clip of your show and then come back yes that'd be excellent okay here we go the similarity that we have is that we are both one of two children. Mm-hmm. So it's me and my sister and it's you and your brother. So right. that that we have in common. But the thing that we don't have in common is that I'm older than Angela, but you're younger than Galen. Yeah. And and that's it's interesting because it's like the struggle of of like being one of two is its own thing for sure. And- and I, I think there's yeah. something there when when you uh, consider like caregiving, right? Yeah. Um, and and this is also very much, I'm sure, a difference in just how our parents approach things, mm-hmm. and maybe also gender roles. But like, um, I I think that that you, based on you know the conversations we've had, mm-hmm. um, have had a very uh, uh upfront like like role in caregiving for for Angela. Yeah. Um and, and like for for me it's like, you know, I'm I'm the the default babysitter sometimes. <laughs> yeah. like, like they my my parent and uh you know, part of that might be just being a guy, but I think also being mm-hmm. younger. Um Yeah. Right. Like it's like the combo effect where you don't know which thing it is, but right. all together you're like, oh wait, like that and then yeah. there's just the effect of like you know why our parents how our parents chose to to deal with the situation yes. right yeah. i i give my parents major props for like i don't know giving me the confidence and freedom to yeah. to just you know go ahead and completely do my own thing right <laughs> like, like we'll have like, your life yeah whatever. yeah that was their dream for me and so i was okay. just like okay great like <laughs> i mean eventually yeah. I'll, I'll you know we'll get there charlene you are i mean like first of all the content of course is just thoughtful and deep but also you are made to be a podcaster like you yeah. are you're, you're doing <laughs> oh, great you, you're really good at this you have like a, a very natural <laughs> ability to translate all of your great personality through a microphone um how okay last question real quick and then we got to close the show i'm gonna close okay. the show will you stay on with me yes for the close? I will. okay cool um so uh, how has it been for you starting this new project? Because I know it's a bunch of work and you're doing it all. And you're doing like animated YouTube videos that accompany yeah. it. I mean, you're like, <laughs> you're like recording, you're doing the thing. Um, how has it been for you starting this project? You know, it's been so fun. Yeah, I would have, yeah. I would have not predicted like, like last night I was, I was staying up doing something and then I was like, oh, it's 10. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't, yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't even feel it's, I, yeah, it's, it's so much work, but it's like I love it so much because it's just, it, it, yeah, it's so fulfilling, it's so exciting, and there's times where I'm like, why am I putting so much work into this? But then after I'm done, I'm like, oh no, that was worth the work. Like it looks so much better, and like all these things, and it's funny because 
that you mentioned the animated part because I'm very picky about like my music editing, and so <laughs> I will. I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, I'll just put the music with it. But I'm like, no, I have to like time it right and all these things. So it's, it's which I'm like, oh, I'm being picky. But I'm like, no, but I feel better about it, and it's and it's worth it. But I, I love it so much. It's it's it gets me very excited. If you couldn't tell, all right. No, you're doing <laughs> you're doing such a good job, and it's really clear, right? Because it's this. Yeah. There's this confluence of your artistic ability, your personality, your story, and, and then just the passion to have the next, you know, Charlene Chow who's looking around for something for special needs siblings not come up empty-handed. Like, you're doing a service to the many, many siblings that are out there. Um, okay, so you're too polite to do this, but I, let's not forget. Okay. We can find the show on, well, oh, it'll yes. be in the show notes. It'll be in yes. the show notes, but like, where where's the best place to start? Do you want us to go to the website first? Uh, How can we best support the show? That is a great question. So I'm working on my website because it I don't quite have the money to like have all the things, but it's definitely on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So you can definitely find the special needs sibling podcast on those. It's also on a bunch of other platforms. Um, Oh, and I have, I have like a Linktree account, which links to all the stuff. So I'm like on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. The Linktree has the website, which may change over time but and on there there's also a form that people can if they want to be on the show definitely please come be on the show because right now it's been me doing a lot of me hunting people down on instagram and facebook and i I have a couple of friends but my friends only can you know i don't have that many friends so if you're listening to this and you're a sibling please consider being on the show i would love to talk to you um even if it's off the record i just like meeting people so that's totally cool too yes Um, Yes. Yes. And I will say it for you. You also have a Patreon account, which is really important so people can support the work because as you wrote, and as is very true, there is audio equipment, there is storage, there is editing, there is website. So free podcasts aren't always free, right? There's a lot to do and you're doing a great service. So if people are listening to this um, and they they can support by becoming a Patreon member... I'm going to post the Linktree link that you mentioned so that yes. you can just update us with everything that's there. Yeah, um, that's the I, best. That's going to be the best thing to do in the future, too, because it's just like that's where I, that's that, I think that's how you found the Patreon. Because I remember when I sent you the first link. Yeah, it was like, I have this one page and now I have like six of them. So it's great. <laughs> it's so exciting. It's an ever changing oh. thing. It's great. Oh, you are <laughs> yeah. a joy. You've got to come back on the show for some reason. I just yes. love this. All right. It'll be I'm great. Gonna, I love it. Okay, I'm going to close this. You you stay on, say whatever you want. I'll, I'll just keep closing the show. Um, my deepest thanks to Char, uh, Charlene Chow. Sorry, I kind of yeah, started it's on a, your, your well, name, my name there. My name got in there. It's, it's, you, we're, all, we're just very excited. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> my thanks to Charlene Chow and the work that she is doing on the Special Needs Podcast and all of the folks that submitted and that we get to talk about today on uh, on the Free Skate. Do make sure that you also go over to the newsletter where we're also talking about the projects there. All of that Which is, is exciting. At, the newsletter is, is great. It's, yes. yeah. uh, all of it is on eddiecoffoltz.com. And of course, thank you to Uncle Jimmy, who edited today's newsletter linked to learn more about not learn more about Uncle Jimmy. You learn, you know everything you need to know. He's a sweet boy and he edits. Uh, but if you want him to help edit something for you, he is available. So check the show notes for that. Charlene, anything else? Anything I missed? 
Um, I don't think so. I love this music, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So that's my two cents. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the music. So Okay, yeah. good, 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 good. Okay. Uh, all right. That's it. I'm already hard at work on next week and look forward to seeing you on the next doing the best we can. Bye. Yeah, you did a great job. <laughs> <laughs>